if someone is a new person getting into rentals or things like that, I suggest that they stay away from an apartment building. And not to say to stay away from it forever, but if it's your first time and you're just getting your feet wet, that to make sure that you can handle it. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Door Devil. You know what? I need to mention Door Devil. I need to mention Door Devil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Door Devil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install, but if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can, they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have, and you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company, so it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field you enter the word best ever no space just one word best b-e-s-t-e-v-e-r and you'll get a 20 percent discount on your purchase so go to doordevil.com go buy it enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks there are so many testimonials on the website you can read them from police officers from a woman who is being uh her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack uh he didn't get in there's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil go buy it defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. No fluff because your time's valuable. And with us today, we've got Victoria Valle. How you doing, Victoria? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, well, my pleasure. I want to make sure you're doing good before we get into the interview. A little bit about Victoria, and then she'll talk about her experience in more detail. She has been a real estate agent since 1999, and props to her because she's been voted the best realtor in 2005 by the Toledo City Paper. She's in the top 1% of all agents in Northwest Ohio, and she is the top female agent in the area. You can say hi to her. And check out our website at luxuryhomesintoledo.com, which is also in the show notes page. You can just click that link. And she also invests in residential real estate, and she's got a specific strategy that she's been implementing. And so we're going to talk about that in detail. 
If you couldn't pick up by the context clues, she's based in Toledo, Ohio. And with that being said, Victoria, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on? Okay. Um, I've been in real estate since 1999. I've started with the Danbury Company, and I'm still with them throughout my whole time in the business. They are the leading company here in Northwest Ohio. I originally started out working in all price points. I moved here from California. I moved 15 times in five years, or 14 times in five years, I think it was. And that's what got me into the business. So I started out, um, you know, working with first-time home buyers, then moving up from there. And then I do specialize in high-end homes right now. However, I have also taken on um, buying investment properties and work with a few different of, of the investors and physicians in investing in residential real estate in our market area. So before we get into investment stuff, I, I want to follow up on a couple things that you said and just learn more about it. You started out focusing on all price points, working you know in the, originally with you know, first-time home buyers, and now you're in the luxury home market. If a real estate agent wanted to say, well, I don't want to do the all price points. I want to start out where Victoria is starting out and just do luxury homes. What would you say to that? Honestly, I'd say good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got to have some really good connections if you're going to do that. When I moved here, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any family, so everything was new to me. And I look at buying and selling real estate as the biggest investment a person is going to make. So if someone was just starting out and they wanted to work only in the high end and didn't have any experience, I just think it would be really tough. I know myself. I would want to work with someone who has the experience, the knowledge, and the education. So I'd look at it and see, are they taking that continuing education? Are they taking those classes? Do they know what's going on on the market? Are they full-time or are they part-time? So not to say that someone couldn't do it, but they would have to have some really good connections in order to start out at that. And I just think that you're going to have a lot more confidence level if you work your way up through the market to get to that point. Mm, Okay. You moved to Toledo from California. Why? Because of a family situation, my ex-husband's job um, moved us around, and that's why we moved 14 times in five years. So our, we're from Tiffin, Ohio originally, mm-hmm. and we my, was pregnant with my daughter, and that brought us back to Toledo, Ohio, which was about 50 miles north of where we're from, and just thought that you know it was time now that we settled that once the kids got into school, we couldn't be moving like that. So, you know, this brought us closer to home and family, so decided to settle here. So he started his own company, and then that's when I decided I was going to try real estate. I want to go back to the uh, what, what you're saying about the, the high-end homes versus the, you know, the starter homes and the differences. What's the difference in the clientele? Like, what, what type of questions do you have to answer that are different from luxury versus starter homes? Well, one of it is normally in that higher end, those people have bought and sold homes before. So they expect you to know more and to know to be their educator. So if you haven't bought and sold, you know, if you don't have a good experience under your belt, it's going to be really hard for them to have that confidence in you. So if it's your first transaction and you're just starting out in the high end, but that seller is one that's relocated 14 times, 
then they're going to be able to sense that you don't know what you're doing because they've already done it 14 times. They're going to know more than you. And that's not going to be a very good feeling, especially, you know, when their expectations are a lot higher. Mm, Very interesting. With the clientele, you know, you said, uh, when I first posed the question, you said you tell them good luck (laughs) uh, because of the things that you mentioned, experience, knowledge, education. Um, But then also you mentioned a couple times contacts, you know, knowing people in the market. What do you do in Toledo to surround yourself with the type of clientele who would be in the market for luxury homes? I would say to originally, let's go back. If we went back three years ago, what did I do at that point that put me around other people? Would That would just be the business that once you sell a home, you meet those sellers or those buyers, you become friends with them, then their friends and their friends. So that is one of the contacts. Secondly, um, depending on if they worked in an area where there was a lot of relocation, again, those contacts from your past experience of the people that you've met in your business before. Because I worked about 80 hours a week, and so I didn't have time for anything else but work, and that is where all of my contacts came from. However, about three years ago, I took a mission trip to Central America, and it changed my life. Once I did that, I realized there was a lot more to life than just real estate. And um, my passion now is on global outreach. So I do a lot of community service. If I'm not working, um, my life revolves around helping in the community, both locally and globally. So a lot of now contacts that even though I'm not doing it for business, I've, you know, met a lot of really neat people um, and, have, you know, and do a lot of business with other people of like minds that like to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. You said three years ago before the trip, you were working 80 hours a week. How many hours a week are you working now? 60. And is your business, has it increased or decreased or stayed the same? Last year was the best year ever. It increased. I don't know exactly what that amount was, but I'm going to say that business increased at least. I did about $26 million and I was averaging about, let's say, 13 to $15 million before. So that's, that's about a double, but I don't know if it quite doubled because it kind of slowly moved up. So maybe about a 40% increase last year. And the year before that, probably about a, you know, a 10 15%. If you could attribute that increase to one thing, what would you attribute it to? I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just the market change. So I guess this year will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always every year looking at how to improve. I've got a team that works with me. So the administrative staff that I have, um, my buyer's agent, that I couldn't do this without them, especially when I go out of the country and work at, work on projects in Central America. They handle everything while I'm gone, and I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at and do the kind of business if I didn't have that team with me. Now I want to go on the other side of things. I want to talk about your residential real estate investing. What have you purchased in the past, and what, what do you have right now, just so we have some context? I look at properties within excellent school districts. The reason I choose those is in Toledo, there's a lot of rental properties. You could get a rental property for up to $20,000. You could probably rent it anywhere from 650 to 850 a month. 
which is some big numbers um, looking at it and saying, okay, that sounds like a great investment. However, those properties, the market is not appreciating. If anything, it's probably losing value or it's lost as much as it's ever going to lose and it's not going to come back up. The tenants that you get are not the best tenants. You're more likely to have tenants who are not going to pay and that are going to destroy the place. So even though you only invested 20000 in the property and you were able to get $800 a month, the headache, the hassle, and no appreciation is something that I've just chosen that I'm not going that route. So I'll look at properties in excellent school districts, ones that appreciate, because I'm looking at the value of the properties to increase by the time it'll come time, and these are all for retirement for me. So then when I would need money, that those properties are going to be worth more than what I paid for them. Mm. What's one example of a property in, with the numbers as far as purchase price, what it rents for, if you had to put any money to fix it up? Okay, most of the properties, what I'm going to look at is if I buy a property for 60000 I'm going to expect to rent that out at at least $1,000 a month, depending. We used to put quite a bit of money into the properties now. So like one property, let's just use the one I just got, the duplex I paid 63000 for it. We'll probably have 15000 into it, and it rents for seven fifty each unit, so we get $1,500 a month on that. That sounds delightful. How did you find it? That was just in the MLS. You know what? And a good deal comes around every day of the week. I go on spurts because I just get overwhelmed from the business, so you know, and say, you know what, I think we could probably take on another property right now knowing that we have to renovate. And my husband does all the renovations now. He handles the rentals, so we make a great team from that aspect. And um, sometimes we get overwhelmed, so we'll stop looking. And it's just like the day where we say, well, do we think we can take on another one? Um, You know, I go into the MLS, and there seems to be one almost every time of what we think is a good deal. How did you finance the 63K duplex? cash. And is it a competitive offer situation typically right now? Uh, For a really good deal, it is. But then every once in a while, there's another one that we've got that's closing in April. And that one was through HubZoo. So it was an auction. It didn't sell. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I don't know if it didn't sell because they didn't reach high bid. But then I went to the, they re-put it up for auction. You got two weeks where it sits there. So it ended up there were about four of us bidders. So it sold for a lot more than what they had reduced it down to. So I don't know if that was bad timing on that one, but it was still, in my opinion, still a really good deal. Victoria, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? If you were going to buy real estate and invest by in an excellent school district and look for those fixer uppers um, in that. And when I look at if someone is a new person getting into rentals or things like that, I suggest that they stay away from an apartment building. And not to say to stay away from it forever, but if it's your first time and you're just getting your feet wet, that to make sure that you can handle it and understanding tenants um, and having the least amount of hassle. So when you have when you have success with your first one, it builds your confidence levels 
so don't defeat yourself on the first time and buy something that's a six-unit, one-bedroom in a bad area because you're bound to have a lot of problems. Buy a single-family house where they take care of the snow and the lawn, and they're more likely to be there for a lot longer. Make sure you do a credit check and a background check. You've mentioned excellent school districts a couple times. I mean, at this point, you've been in Toledo a while. I'm sure you just know by name if it's a good school district or not. But when you're for listeners who aren't familiar with an area and they're trying to figure out the school district, if it's good or not, how would you go about that process? What I determined to say an excellent school district is all just statistical. So it has nothing and I don't base it on anything else from that. So you can go on to the Ohio Department of Education and they have the statistics of how the school districts are ranked. And that's where, when I say a good school district, it's ranked excellent through the Ohio Department of Education. Ah, yeah. So so you, it literally is excellent because it's ranked excellent by the Ohio Department of Education. So whether anyone agrees or disagrees, I'm not disputing any of that or saying, so mine is based solely on the Ohio Department of Education's ranking Mm -hmm. and how they scored with them. And and all of those charts are public. So you're not in it's a rhetorical question, I guess, but I'm going to mention it because people do this. You're not going online and just searching the school district. And then, you know, there's like four or five different websites that could come up and rank the school. And it can vary greatly. You're going straight to the Ohio Department of Education or the state's state's education board and seeing what they're they're ranking it. That is correct. Got it. Interesting stuff. Yeah, and that comes through from being a real estate agent and in the business because people don't search by location, they search by school district. So almost everyone I have that comes here from out of town that relocates, it does not say I want to live in Maumee or Toledo. They say I want to live in Anthony Wayne School District, Sylvania School District. So from that standpoint, that's where I've realized that that's so important that when I do home searches, probably 95% of the time is based on school district, not based on city. You ready for the best ever lightning round? First, a quick word from our best ever partners. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. Text the word SECRET, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's SECRET, and text it to 38470. Best ever book you've read? Um, that would be, oh, what's the name of it? Now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. It's by um, Success Over oh, Halftime is what it's called. Halftime? That's a new one. By Bob Buford. Okay. New one to me, I'm sure. I've got a lot of listeners like, what are you talking about? That's an awesome book. I'm sure it is. I just, I just haven't, heard, haven't read it or heard of it before. That is, that's the that's a book too that's changed my life, that has changed everything that I do, how I do business, and what's important to me. What's one takeaway from that book that you've implemented to change your life? That, you know, I look at, for me, God gave me these skills to use, and I've done very well in real estate, but he didn't, you know, and so now he's showed me a way to use them in other ways to give back. 
Best ever personal growth experience, and what did you learn from it? That would be the mission trip, the first mission trip that I went on. Um, and what I learned from it was um, I, re- I learned what was missing in my life, and that was God. And I always thought, you know, happiness could be found somewhere else or within. And I realized that it couldn't be, and I kept searching for it. And, um, you know, now I've found out that it was all right there. I just didn't know it. And once I put made God a priority in my life, then happiness came. And it changed my business. It changed my friendships, my family, um, and everything I do. Best ever deal you've done? Gosh, I would have to say, you know, only because it's just right now. I've got one going on, and I've got a seller who you couldn't find a nicer person. So um, it's not closed yet, but and it's at the top of my head. But so far, I would have to say it's been one of the best deals I've ever done. Best ever way you like to give back? I like to give back to, to help anyone who wants to help themselves. So I'm not there to enable. I'm not there to give handouts. But if you wanted to go to school, I'll figure out and help you all along the way um, to how to get there and what plan you have to put in place and what you need to make it happen. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Um, Hire too quickly, fire too slowly. What would be a factor or a red flag that would make you say, okay, time to fire someone? What uh, what would make me figure out that it was time to fire them? Yeah. That they didn't have the passion and their lack of gratitude. How do you determine that when you when you have when you have them on your team? You can see it because it's just not fun. There's tension in the air that when someone's here just as a job, I I wouldn't want anyone working for me that was here just as a job for the money. So I want them to enjoy being here. I want them to have the passion. I want them to have the thrive that comes with this type of business. And when that's all missing, there's tension in the air. People don't talk and there's ungratefulness and it's just not a good work environment. Mm. It it reminds me of a similar conversation I had with Barbara Corcoran on the show. I think you two would get along really well. And what was that conversation? She talked about how she likes to put people in a position to be successful based on what they're interested in. And she told a story where she was on a a plane and the flight attendant successfully can... um, uh, resolved a situation where the the guy was upset because his potato his cheesy potatoes were cold, and she started just making light of the situation. Had the whole you know whole plane cracking up, including the gentleman. And afterwards, Barbara uh, reached out to the flight attendant, hired her, and she ended up being uh, her point person, th- building uh, her her real estate empire. And her takeaway was. Find people who, at the core, are going to be on your team doing what they love to do, what they're interested in, and put them in a position to be successful. I would agree with that. And that's for, you know what, though, here's part of the problem with that, though. That that is great, but when you have a position that's there and then you start to change the position to the person, that doesn't always work because now the position of what you had is not being filled, if that makes sense. 
but yeah, you know, yeah, you, you've you've got to match up that, the and position. that's where that's yeah. where I I feel like I've failed. That I've tried to make everyone happy, and I've tried to feel see where they're where they would be happy at, and what do they like doing. However, then now if I hired you as my administrative assistant, but you really like to socialize and work to bring in business, and you're not doing my administrative anymore. Now I have a problem because there's no one over here doing the paperwork. Yeah, it's got to match up interests versus job responsibilities and needs for for yourself. And so, and then then it's a matter of then finding someone else and things. But I think I get so excited and just like in a situation like that, um, I've always hired pretty quickly of t- making that gut where I see something like that and think, you know what, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And it's the people that make the business, not so much the business. So not looking at it enough. Of, you know, like how I said, just hiring too quickly and, and firing too slow or can't, you know, honestly, I've never fired anyone. They've quit. <laughs> so what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? The best place to reach me is probably by email or by cell phone. And that is VL Home Team. So Victoria's Luxury Home Team. So VL Home Team at gmail.com or my cell phone at 419-460-5587. Victoria, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice and your story with the best ever listeners. And I was taking notes the entire time. And some takeaways I have is, one, magically, after you got back from your Central America mission trip, your business very shortly after doubled. I think there's something to be said there, and you you mentioned earlier the gratitude and uh, having the passion for the business. And I think like uh, it seems like the plan is aligned once uh, the focus continued to evolve. And I'd say also looking at properties in excellent school districts. Wow, I love that insight. And then you mentioned the money quote. I don't know if you uh, mentioned or identified this whenever you're talking, but. People don't search by location. They search by school district. I love that. I hadn't heard it put so succinctly as you said it. And I think when you gave the advice on how you find the school district, well, you go to the Ohio Department of Education and they define it as excellent. You can't argue with that. Yeah, there's a lot of websites that uh, rate schools, but if it's literally excellent by the Department of Education for that state, then there you go. Buying in those school districts has worked out well for you and, and uh, your team. So thank you so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you and it's free. Text the word SECRET, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's SECRET, and text it to 38470.